It's about to get dirty. We've already heard that song a hundred times, just like that. You see that? I'm smart, stunning. You are now tuned in to the dirty word. All right, so uh, let's get into it, Mr. Hosier. Tell us, tell us, uh, tell us how you got started into uh, the country rap genre. How did I get started? Yeah. Um, back in like 2016, my uh, mother had passed away from brain cancer, and my twins had died the next day. My buddies and all that, they were really worried about me because I've been clean for like six years before all that shit had happened. They was real worried about me like going downhill and this and that. And one of my buddies had brought over the movie NWA was all going on. And uh, he was like, hey man, you gotta check this check this movie out. I was like, all right, so we sat down and watched it. I used to do music back in the day. But I just quit doing it after my father had passed. I used to do it like four years before that, but I quit doing music and whatnot. And uh, my buddies were like, man, you should... Uh, Get back into music, man. Or let her watch the video. I'm like, man, I could do this, man, if I really put my mind to it. And it was like, well, why don't you get back into it? So I went to the house. I was like, man, I just can't really write about the stuff that, like, I did back then. So I don't really do that no more, you know. I went to prison and changed my whole life and shit when I came home. And uh, I just wasn't the same person no more. So my buddy's like, well, why don't you talk about, like, the things you did like, when you was younger, you know. I got busted with a meth lab when I was, like, 14 years old, man. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I lived in a really small town, but the town I still live in now, only like two stoplights, maybe three stoplights. I got, I, I got introduced to a whole other lifestyle. I went to like Pendleton Boys School. I got introduced to a lot of shit that I never knew nothing about, man. I was always a, a good fighter, but never was a small person. You know, I was a big guy when I was a kid. So I got into like a lot of fighting and dumb crazy shit as a youngster. And, uh, but anyways, I uh, told him, I was like, man, I'm not going to be able to write about that kind of stuff. He's like, well, just write about your childhood stuff. So I went home and I wrote a song called Long Bumpy Road. And uh, I put it out. And I, I was go back to work that week. At that time, I was working for the union. And in the wintertime, they uh, would get you laid off. And they'd get like, unemployment. And whenever the uh, weather warms back up, you go back to work. Well, I was going to go back to work that week. I put it out. And my phone was just kind of, you know, I could tell that it was doing well. I was like, man, I might actually have something here. And I uh, put it out and started rolling with it. And I was like, man, this is actually... It would be good, but I worked too many hours. I was working like 60 hours a week on the highway department. I wasn't able to like chase music all like that. But I was like, man, fuck this. I'm going to quit my job. So I quit my job, and everybody's like, you're crazy, man. I can't believe you're doing this. I was making like 30 bucks an hour. And I was like, you're an idiot, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I just got a new house and, uh, out in the country, and my tax check, I pretty much bought all new shit inside my house. I just gave it all away, man. Everything in my house, everybody's like, you're crazy. Like, he's losing his mind from all and all that shit. I was like, watch, that shit's going to come back in 10 pool one day. So I moved out of my house and in my car, and I lived in my car for a couple of weeks, and I wrote and recorded my album, my very first EP, uh, Long Bumpy Road. My buddies were like, why are you living in your car? You live with me. I was like, man, just to make me work harder to get the fuck out of that car. Hell yeah. So I put that out, and I started working on an album, and uh, it was called Paved My Way. And uh, I... In between time, I started, you know, gaining some notoriety from, you know, some bigger artists, and I worked with them and put put a few features on my very first album, and it hit, like, on four national billboard charts, and I was like, wow, you know, and I started doing these money events with the guy, and 
me and him fell out and I started doing my own and I was nervous about it and started doing them and literally it just kind of all just took off, man. It's been like a domino effect ever since it all started with me. Like everything's just kind of like always fell into place, you know. But I've always worked my ass off. I've never been like the type of person to ever do anything in life half-assed. No matter if it was selling weed or fucking doing music or working or whatever it was. Anything in life you do half-assed, you're always going to get a half-assed result, you know. Yes, sir. 100%. Well, man, uh, but yeah, that, that's how it got started, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I got similar humble beginnings about myself, too, bro. Uh, I was, I, I kind of related to you, man. I was watching you from, from the jump, like you know, we was doing a little thing, and I, and I was watching you when you first really kind of was getting out there, and I was like, yeah, he'll be something one day, and I knew that uh, it was gonna happen, oh, yeah. so it happened. <clears throat> I appreciate it. Yeah, man, I, I see you all over the place now, man. Uh, you, uh, what, what were the name of the mudden events you were doing? Um, ones I do now are, is uh, called mud junkies. The ones that I've, I started mud doing junkies, last yeah. year. I did my very first one in April and had thousands of people at it. And I used to do some beforehand. It was, it was a different, uh, different event. The one I started doing by myself was called it's called mud junkies. I just had one this last weekend in Mississippi, man. It was wild. Oh yeah, Mississippi's always a fun time. Yeah, where y'all oh, heading yeah, to next? Mississippi's one of the funnest states to party in. Oh yeah, it ain't much riding through that motherfucker. I know you've been on that long stretch there between Mississippi when you got to go to like through Georgia and all that shit from heading down this way. It's like the mountain area right there. I don't I don't know the name of that fucking road right there, but it seems like uh, I always see the sunrise or the yeah yeah it's it's the highway and it like touches Mississippi yeah. goes back into Tennessee a little bit. <laughs> oh, it's the fucking Natchez Trace, man. That shit sucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and so you, every time I've rode through there. like 150 miles. Yeah, no shit. Everybody's like, oh, it's just so beautiful. But fuck, and I, after a long period of time, man, it just fucking, it's just like, you're like, all right, enough with the fucking rivers and mountains, you know? So what's the, Hozier, what's the goal for this year? What do you plan on doing accomplishing this year? first one really, man, just, uh, I said you set the bar pretty high on the first one confidential information at this point yeah 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 <laughs> it sucks man i wish i could tell somebody i want to tell so much stuff man i can't tell you <laughs> yeah so so i see you working man where uh you were in the studio it looked like a pretty popping studio uh had the george Strait joints all over the wall or whatever so uh yeah, what yeah, you got going on there man george Strait publishing company where is that they do a lot of uh writing and cutting demos and stuff where that was at 
Are you getting into the writing game, man? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, getting ready to get rid of a few songs and uh, got a bunch of stuff getting ready to go on, man. So you're just right there it's at that pretty point. Cool, man. Man. My, uh, my goal is to try to take this genre of music to a whole nother level. So instead of like a class B, class C level, I want to, I want to take this genre of music to a class A level and be on the big stages with all these big people so people will take this genre of music serious, you know? That's why a lot of people talk shit. Because it's like all these little bars and mud balls and that. Well, I, I want to take it to the level to where it's like 25,000 people standing in front of you, you know? Lights and phones. So man, you gotta you gotta think though, bro. Like rap at some point was it was just a just a few people doing it, you know, and, and everybody laughed yeah. at it and said it was some stupid shit and it never would work. And I mean now rap is is what people listen to. Period. You know what I mean? I, I know you know as well as I do at the mud parks. <clears throat> we were out there, we're banging the straight up country rap shit. Now whenever I first started touring, you know, with with Moxon Creek and Smo and all them back in the gap, it was uh. The music they were listening to was they were over there bumping like Kevin Gates and shit and Lil Wayne, you know. They were listening to yeah, rap. For real. And, and so I knew that, like, you know, they really liked rap music. I think they just felt more like the country rap spoke to them more personally, so they felt like they could actually follow it, you know. And, and now, like, since, yeah, it makes them feel part of it. Yeah, and now it's like it's just fucking took off, you know. And it's like now you got the young people involved and. And that's where everything, and when the young people get involved, man, I, I believe it's the same fucking crowd of people that are into fucking Kid Rock, that are into fucking Kevin Gates. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, it's just a hybrid form of music. And, I, and you know, I really think it's going to take off. I think it'll be, I think it'll integrate with rap yeah. eventually, you know? <clears throat> yeah, the more the younger people that we can reach too, man, like that's job security, man. By that I mean like, you get them younger people involved in it, man. They're they're gonna they're gonna fuck with you for the rest of the time being, you know. Yeah. Fuck with you for a long long period of time, you know. Yeah. Have you noticed a, a change in like seeing more young people at the shows? It, has it? You know, when I first got started, man, it was a lot of oil field workers and shit that were going to these ATV parks, and it was you know, grown people, you know, in their late thirties, early forties that were in the crowd mm -hmm. mostly. And I mean, have you seen that that it's changed and it's a younger crowd now? Oh yeah, man, you fuck. Like, I'll just show like under like uh, all age shows, man. I only do one show. It's an all age show. It's about twenty minutes from my hometown. It's the only one I've really done on a regular basis. There's one venue I love doing it, man, because they they'll bring out their kids because that one I don't. Want. I mean, it's like PG thirteen as all can be. Whenever I yeah. do that show, just because. Around my area, I do have a lot of, like, younger kids listening to my music so that, that I give them an opportunity to come see me at that venue, you know? So it's, like, crazy because you'll be in there, man, there'll be just as many kids as there is adults. Yeah. It's like, holy shit, man. And you'll sell the fuck out of merchandise. <laughs> That's why all-age events are fucking merchandise cash cows. Bro. Yeah, it's crazy to me, man. It's, like, it's, just, it's just nuts how... Uh, how wide a variety of ages there is. Because, I mean, I've seen kids from little kids to people in their 60s out there at those things, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man, that's that. That's what makes it so beautiful, man. I, you know, I stood one night on, on a stage and I looked out across the crowd and I looked out and I swear to God, I had a guy with like a fucking rebel flag hat on backwards and he was like locked up with a handshake with this hood ass black dude and they were fucking sitting there dancing their asses off shaking hands and I was like 
boom, there's what we do right here in country rap. You know, we everybody comes together for this shit because it's every it's like a big melting pot of fucking music. You know? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's like uh, I got like I had a lot of black friends. You know, like. park people they're not fucked up man they'll come out there and they'll party their fucking balls off i try to tell i got cecil and sandman here they've never really officially been to one they went out and checked out demons concert he did a show in jonesboro last weekend right yeah saturday and they you know so they got a little small dose of the of the culture but i want to get them out to one of these dope ass fucking you know one of these fucking mud park shows man and show them what we really do out there man it's it's something that Unless you're there and you experience it, you know, you can't really explain it. You know, it's just a bunch of crazy motherfuckers having fun, so. Yeah, I got another one coming up in just a few weeks in Indiana. Man, we need to get to fucking Indiana. <laughs> yeah, I need a weekend Yeah, it'll be, yeah. It'll be, it's uh, April 6th and 7th, man. It's going to be packed. Man. Well, uh, so Indiana, and then then you come in, where, where's, where's after Indiana? Sounds good, yeah. bro. So uh, I guess you know the the elephant in the room that everybody wants to talk to you about. And I I heard him. I've watched a little bit. I really don't pay much attention to it to be just completely one hundred with you. But the Up Church, Adam Calhoun, Hosier. I don't even really yeah, know it's, it's, who it's beats crazy, with who. Man. Like uh, when it all popped off, it really blew my mind. Quite frankly, whenever it happened, man, the night of my birthday. We had, me and Adam, we were fucked up, you know, like, especially me, it was my birthday, and it was the album release party that me and him had done for our album Made in America. And I mean, it was packed, man, it pretty much sold out. And uh, we got off the next day, people were like, damn, Chris, you guys were wild last night. They had said something about the upchurch thing being said, and I was like, did, you know, did I say it? The person I told people that I asked is, I can't remember this and that. So let me let me ask later you right here day, before you go I, any further. Later on that day, I get a thing from Upchurch. He's like, uh, "Hey man, uh, aren't you was talking shit about this show?" I was like, "Hey man, I really don't remember. Uh, you know, it is what it is. You know me, you don't get along. But I, mean, I should have probably said it on stage, but I really don't remember. But man, what's said has been done, so it is what it is." I'm like, "Okay, whatever." But pretty much like uh, blew it off, kind of. Well, then. Um, like a week later, I had seen some shit like on the internet, like somebody that he fucks with talking shit, and I got on there and chimed in a little bit, and then uh, next thing I know, 
I get a message from him, and he's like, you've got 10 minutes and 45 seconds to apologize, or I'm going to ruin your career. I was like, bro, I don't care about your fucking countdown, so whatever it is you're going to try to do, go for it. Bro, like is, is five it, minutes later, he's like, you've got five minutes and 20 odd seconds. I was like, bro, quit with the countdown thing. <laughs> Whatever you're going to do, do. So he does. He puts his song out. Right? Yeah. The whole day goes by. Next day, whole day goes by. About four in the morning, he messaged me on Instagram. He's like, hey, man, uh, we should have done this, blah, blah, blah. You know, everybody put the song out. What us get on a live video. You know, say that we should have done this, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right. This is at four in the morning. I wake up, like noon. Go to bed, I wake up at noon. First person I call, Adam Calhoun. Call Adam Calhoun, I'm like, hey, man. Church's like, can I be in the I don't know why you want to put this song out. Like, I kind of feel like I have to put this song out. He already put one out about me. Like, I feel like I have to. He was like, oh, well, I just think he's, like, trying to help you out, man. I'm like, what do you mean, help me out? Like, he starts singing a different tune to me, like, he was all about, like, fuck him at the time, too. But then, like, all of a sudden, in the backlash that I was getting, he was singing a different tune to me. And I said something. I was like, hey, man, like, you sure things are all right? Like, you're kind of singing a different tune, man. Like, what's, what's good? Like, no, man, no, man. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right. About 20 minutes goes by. Up church next to me. Fuck you. So you're telling people that I'm worried about you putting the song about blah, blah. I'm like, okay, well, now I know Adam Calhoun just, just talked to him because that's the only person I talked to that day. I called Adam, I'm like, uh, oh, we were better than that. He was like, what you mean? I was like, come on, man, don't play dumb with me, man. You literally just called up church and told him what I just said to you. He's like, no, I didn't, no, I didn't. I'm like, bro, yes, you did. It's like me and you committed murder, and somebody finds out about it. I know I didn't tell nobody. That lets me know that you told somebody, yeah. you know? Yeah. He's like, no, no, no. Well, I was like, fuck it. Well, what I want to do, well, that, that, that happened, I was like, well, I'm going to put this video out, the music video after the song. I know I'm going to up church, so I know it's going to obviously, I'm going to probably get fucking demolished on social media because his social media is so big. Yeah, yeah. But I'm getting ready to do this. Next thing I know, Adam Calhoun's like, uh, I'm not going down. He sends me a text message. He's like, uh, I'm not going down on your sinking ship, right? I'm like, what the fuck's he talking about? So he like jumped ship to up church after all this shit happened. So I'm like, okay, what is what it is. Next thing I know, my video guy calls me. He's like, hey, uh, before I put the song out, that's right. Before I put the song out, video calls me. He's like, uh, he's like, hey, man, I got a video from the whole show from start to finish with no, you know, cuts or whatnot. Like, recording for the whole fucking show. He's like, you weren't even talking about up church. It was Adam Calhoun the whole time talking about it. I'm like, oh, really? So I messed up church. I'm like, you got 10 minutes and 45 seconds to apologize. I'm going to beat your ass. Right? <laughs> he's, like, uh, he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm going to send you this video. You're going to apologize to me. By so sending the video, it's like, blatantly says, you know, Adam Calhoun's like, fuck up church. You know, I'm going to slap tape down his mouth or some shit like that. I said it to him and his response to me was, fuck you. I'm like, what do you mean, fuck you? He's like, uh, he rumbles off something like it rumbles off something like you know what it was. And I was like, well, that'd be like me being mad at my neighbor for shooting my dog. Come to find out my dog, my son's the one who shot my dog, but means to be mad at my neighbor, right? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. he just wanted to, like, continue on with it. And then since then, like, uh, they, like, they just tried to, like, I don't know if they thought they were going to ruin me or what they thought they was going to be able to do with that. Because I think they, their 
Do I think he is everything he says he is? No. Do I think that he's a bad motherfucker? No. I think that if anybody walked up on him, and I think the very first time that it happens and he gets walked up on him, he's probably going to get the shit beat out of him. He's going to realize that you can't talk that bad motherfucker shit if you ain't a real bad motherfucker, you know? you damn right. You will get your bluff called. They don't realize that. It'll happen, sooner, it'll happen sooner or later, you know. Like somebody always gets tested, you know. Oh, yeah. Man, I, I kind of, you know, like I said, I just dabbled in and out of it and pay a little bit of attention. I, I think I, my overall opinion, like Calhoun, like it, it seems like he's kind of playing that middleman position just to – Yeah, just Riding to – Riding the waves. Yeah, yeah. Like, like – and I mean, I, I don't really get it because, I mean, but then again, I do. You know, everybody wants to be a part of something, you know, and – it's just really shitty though, cause to cause to hear you telling me y'all were at a fucking show together. Here you are, boys getting drunk together on your birthday. I don't fuck with too many and people. What, and that's what fucked with me more than anything. Like the whole situation, I didn't give a fuck. I was like, okay, it is what it is. It hurt me more like, about the whole upset up thing. I didn't give a fuck. At mm. that point in time, I, I don't like you. I didn't like you then. And I still don't. Yeah. But the thing with Calhoun, it fucked me because I was just a dude like my brother. I mean, he. He came into my home, I came into his home, I slept on his couch, I slept on my couch. We did an album together, it was fucking extremely successful. Yeah. And we charted for a single, we charted for our album, and then he wants to fuck it off because he was so worried about what everybody was saying. Yeah. Even when he put, the, when we put our music out, he would call me like, man, people are saying this, people are saying that. I'm like, bro, who gives a fuck what people are going to say? People <laughs> yeah. are going to say shit when you're on that big of a platform, but look at all these people that do like it. Well, and that's what that's, that, he was so worried about numbers. Like he, he would call me every 15, 20 minutes. Hey, did you see the numbers? No, I, I didn't see it, man. I didn't really care about the numbers. I care about getting more fans and making money. That's that's what I do this for. <laughs> I, yeah, there there's certain people, man, that, that that get so caught up in that side of the bullshit, the you know the glory and the fucking fame of it, that they forget that that you know yeah. at some point, man, you just making music and putting it out. We're fucking blessed. I know you remember a time, bro. You remember a fucking time when you were putting out music and shit and nobody would fucking listen to it. You know what I mean? Like, you were be, I would be tickled, bro, if I got a hundred fucking views on a YouTube video of a, you know, some song I was doing. And then to go from that. Yeah, man. Well, you know, it's, it's such a fucking. How they felt when all this shit began. I've never been one of those kind of people to ever hold myself on any kind of pedestal. I'm just very proud of myself for what I've done. And I'm very grateful to have people that supported me and stood on my side for the whole thing. Then people that get so big, they start wanting to acting different. You know, they didn't get yeah. charged for meet and greets. Now they want to charge for meet and greets when they're not Kenny Chesney or no shit. Yeah. I can see when you're going into a venue and you know you're getting 1,500, 2,000 people in a venue. But if you're in there and you only got 500 people in a venue and you're trying to charge people, if you get done, you make $5,000 a show. You, and you can't sit in there, you're done by 12.30, and you can't sit in there for two hours afterwards, you spend five fucking grand, you're a bitch in my eyes. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And you don't appreciate what you're getting, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, at what fucking point, bro, do we get to where we're people and we say that my, you know, for me to just go out here and, and shake these hands of these motherfuckers that just paid to see me, I'm going to charge them yeah, again. Right. <laughs> I'm yeah, going to charge them one more time. You know what I mean? In the world. I'm going to milk them. one time. Instead, they come to watch your show, man. And how could you not want to shake their fucking hand for that? I love it because I get to hear people's different stories and shit. That's just the mudding event. Like, I meet so 
you know, because me and my son used to have a horrible fucking relationship. He was like, in the very first time that he brought your event, he's like, I took my son there, and ever since then, me and him bonded so well, our relationship, you know, it got a lot better, and to this day, they're still, like, super cool. Yeah. I thought that, I thought that was really fucking neat. Oh, bro, there's all kinds of little things like that that make it all worthwhile. I know that, uh, you know, they tell you to stay out of them fucking comments for the most part on your videos because... Fuck that. That's where the engagement's at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I try, I try to get on there, man. Well, I, I start revolving my life around too much. It was like, especially with my Snapchat, because that's still what I fuck with really tough with Snapchat. I just feed <coughs> message, 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 message. It's just so hard trying to get anything else done when you're trying to reply to all that shit, you know? Yeah. yeah. I can tell you, man, you keep doing that, that shit pays off big time in the ends. Yeah, I didn't know yeah, that. Man, people appreciate that shit, man. They love it. Yeah, Cecil, man, I didn't I didn't let you in on this, but Cecil's he's a big time marketing guy, man. He's real good at the ad building. Uh he 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 studies a lot of y'all's work and everything and just always tells me about how you could do little things to to twerk shit. So you and him ought to talk sometime, yeah. man. He's uh he, he he runs the company we work for and does a real good job at it. So I like to he he always yeah, likes for to. Sure. <clears throat> yeah, they, they they'll teach you a thing or two, man. You know, it, it never we never thought it would come to that. You know, I I guarantee you, you never did think. You know, back in the day, sitting around doing whatever it was you were doing. You know, being a knucklehead, that one day you would put out fucking music and you would see your name on Billboard charts, see yourself doing these yeah, big ass shows. I'm fucking, a year and a half, a little over a year and a half ago, I was living there in fucking 96 to Trevor, man. Now I'm sitting here in Las Vegas, you know. <laughs> all, all the money that I've made for fucking doing music and chasing my dream, you know. Like, I never thought in a million fucking years. Bro, I, I never. I'm sitting where I'm at, or even be where I'm at, or even accomplish the goals that I set and actually accomplish them. Like, it's pretty mind-blowing. Man, the first goal I ever set, bro, with money from music, I said, man, it was, it was summertime, and I just really was taking off to do a few shows. I said, man, I'm going to buy my kids clothes this year with rap money, you know? And I remember doing that yeah, shit man. and I felt like, and it wasn't nothing but fucking six or 700 bucks. I was able to spend on clothes, but I felt like king of the fucking universe. You know what I mean? Being able to do that because you don't understand, you know, and yeah. I know you agree, bro, being a musician, you go through so much fucking shit to get to another level that when you get to that other level, you really want to rub shit in everybody's faces and be like, look, bitch, you know what I mean? Like, you fucking told me I never would and I did, bitch, you know? But but then you got to turn into a politician and you got to, you know, and you start, you got to humble yourself because you don't want to get on that level because then you'll fucking, you'll be out here charging people for fucking meet and greets, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's been several times, especially since all this shit's happened, people have been like, oh, you broke or... His career's ended. I'm looking at my boys. Like, we've been sitting around. I was like, man, these motherfuckers really don't want me to flex on them. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I will, but I don't want to do that because I'm not the kind of person. Well, bro, I'm doing pretty well for myself, man. I'm really proud of myself to be where I'm at in my life. And thank God for that making that happen. And just always going to keep working my ass off and try to get further and further and further. Yeah, man, no doubt, bro. Uh, Everybody's watching, man. I hear I hear cats uh, saying your name up here in Arkansas, bro. That uh, not even really familiar with the genre of country rap. They'll be like, you know who he is, you know, and I'll be like, huh. And it always tickles me when people that don't even listen to the shit ask me questions like that because I'm I know 
that you're making moves if they're if they're seeing your moves down here in Arkansas, you know. So, yeah, man, keep up the good work yeah. on that end, bro. No. Yeah, man, I appreciate that. So when's uh when's the new album drop? We're looking right around May. May. Good stuff. What uh is it uh any big names? Anything rhyme with Schmo or <laughs> the Racks? <laughs> um Schmo is gonna be on it. Boom. Yeah. King of the country. Uh, I got a, uh, you ever heard of a country music artist, uh, Lori Morgan and Keith Whitley? Yeah, yeah. hell yeah. Yeah, her, uh, their son, Jesse Whitley, is a good buddy of mine, and he's going to be on my album with me. Uh-oh. Um, looking like I may, uh, well, I'm not going to tell you all, but it's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> thought we had you going. Almost there, right? had it. <laughs> Well, man, uh, are, are you uh, are, are you releasing a video anytime soon? You gonna drop a single anytime soon, or you you just trying to? Yeah, keep... I'm, getting, I'm getting ready to here in about the next two weeks. I'm gonna be uh, getting it all done up, and um, we'll be pushing it probably out right around not long after my event. My first one coming up, well, my first one, my second one of the year, my April sixth. I'm pretty sure we'll be dropping the next weekend after that. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Well, bro. I know you're gonna be keep on climbing. I can tell you got that hunger in your eyes. I like your backstory, man. It's something I can relate to. Uh, there's a few of us out here that relate to your backstory. You represent what I like to call the people. You know, the, what with me and a couple other guys that I fucked with in the beginning that I, I really could tell were authentic and and meant what they said, and you know, wasn't just trying to say whatever needed to be said. So, you know, keep on doing your thing, man. Take this motherfucker to the top. And I'm proud of everything you've done as an artist, big dog. And uh, hopefully whenever you release this album and shit, bro, you'll come back and holler at us, man. Hell yeah, I'm down, man. I truly appreciate you letting me come on the show. Man, I appreciate you, brother. All right, hold you, man. Take care, man. I'm about to go throw some more dice, man. That's what I'm talking about. Win it all. All right, well, I'll holler at you guys. You guys take care. See you, buddy. So that was Chris Hozier. So the dirty word of the day. What is the dirty word of the day? What fucking cuss word describes today? I don't let shithead Sandman answer. What dirty word describes your day? I can't disclose that information with you. Um, You're gonna think too much on it. This is what we've been working on, bro. Your improv. Don't think. Just fucking blurt it out. Don't over fucking think. Jesus. Genital cunt. cunt. Boom. Genital cunt. <laughs> cunt. Um, yeah, man, I'm excited. I want to get some more people on here. I want to fucking drill them with some questions. So Hozier basically said, in essence, he took the high road a little bit. He said, up church and them keep stirring up the shit. I really don't think it's up church. I think it's the Adam Calhoun, Cal, the whatever the fuck guy. We need to get him on here and find out. No, he's probably too big for our show. That's how they so? think. Yeah, another about, one. Let's get a uh, let's get uh, Redneck Rave up. <laughs> yeah, I can get I can get old Mister Stowers on here, and uh, and talk to him. We find out the fucking real shit. Yeah. So man, I, I want to do something different. Like, 
want to prank call motherfuckers or something on here like that. <laughs> Can I? We got to get everything fucking hooked up correctly. Yeah. Can we just prank call someone right now? Just some like random person? You know? Why don't you just go sit over and play on fucking Snapchat? That's what you do all. <laughs> so you Snapchat the fucking show and bro, like, I talk about it the like show. three fucking times. So no, let's you go there. Hey, yeah, what's let's up, go bro? ahead and ask it with well, a question of the day, a question of the week, right? Let's ask. Uh, let's find out who is. Who's winning the debate? Between them guys? Hoosier? Hoosier. God damn. You've called him Hoosier four or five times. Hoosier. You butchered his fucking name the entire time you talked to him. Hey, Mr. Hoosier. <laughs> his fucking name is Hoosier. Yeah, I tried to say it like three times so you could fucking hear me. I was like, Hoosier. Hey, Mr. Hoosier. And I'm I look at boy. you. I'm a city boy. Yeah. So, is it Hoosier? Is it like Hoosier? <laughs> Hoosier. <laughs> I really need to say it. So the question of the day: Who's to blame? Is it Hoosier? Is it Adam? Or is it Ryan? I think it's fucking. I think it's Adam Calhoun. I know. Hearing from hearing Hoosier's side of the story. I've heard that actually from. Not from Hoser, you know, like they, these fucking hick hoppers, man. Prima donnas. <laughs> well, they gossip, you know what I mean? Like one person knows one person, another person. They all don't fuck with somebody. I'm not saying, I don't know Hoser. He's not a part of anybody that I fuck with. So that's really my first time ever having like a legit Discussion. conversation with him. We've talked via text and Facebook and shit. <clears throat> but a lot of these guys, I mean, they got little circles, you know what I mean? That they belong to. And then these fucking circles, it's like, I don't like Austin, but I know you fuck with Austin. So I go over here and I'm like, fuck Austin. You know what I mean? And, and you go and tell him. And I know you're going to go fucking tell him. You know what I mean? So we use like pawns and people to do our dirty work, you know. <clears throat> but, I mean, at the end of the day, man, these guys just need to get over their self, half of them. I mean, they're just making fucking music. It's a competitive game. It's a competitive fucking industry. Uh, you might as well just keep it real from the jump. I used to tell people on the road, this is no shit, Cecil. I'd get up on there. We'd be backstage in the green room, whatever the fuck we had to work with. We didn't always have fucking green rooms, right? That's a, that's this new thing they got going here. We got a goddamn old dugout camper in the back, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> so I'll tell these guys, I'd be like, uh, if I was opening up and they were headlining, I'd be like, man, you know tonight, man, my only objective is to get up there and fucking smash your fucking teeth in on this stage. And they're like, huh? You know, like, <laughs> I'd be like, bro, I don't give a fuck what else happens, but when we leave this stage, I want them to think that I was way fucking better than you. <laughs> and they'd be like, damn, you know, it put people in check, you know what I mean? Because I'd tell them that, like, stare them down when I said it, you know? And I guess that's why people think I'm a dickhead, but I mean, I wouldn't be in a dickhead, I'm just keeping it real. I usually say the shit that most people think, you know what I mean? And I would say this shit to any artist. You know, you can probably ask any artist I ever tour with, and they'll tell you, man, Big Chuck, he, he told me, you know, I, I'm going to fucking kill you when I get on this stage. You know what I mean? Like, I would. Uh, they, if they set the bar, I'd set it fucking higher, you know? <clears throat> you talking about I had to pay for it, too. You know, I was a big fat fucker, so I'd have to doop, 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 doop. <laughs> and I'd get out there and trot like a goddamn turkey. Gobble, gobble. Yeah. Look at this guy, man. All right. That's a good episode. And that's it. <laughs>